Guys, I am stupid (laughs) because I was planning on recording my podcast, this podcast episode this afternoon. What a perfect afternoon to record my podcast episode. And then I turned on my washing machine. So, damn it, I really hear it. So anyway, just pretend it's the ocean. Pretend I have my windows open and I live on the ocean and there's a really strange kind of wave cycle going on. Just trying to bring some water elements into this podcast for you to help you heal. Let's just both pretend that. Welcome to the Fuck It Diet Radio. My name is Carolyn Dooner and I haven't done an episode in a little bit longer than I usually go. I usually do it about once a month and this has been a little bit longer. And there are reasons for that. The first reason is because, this is a drum roll sort of, my book came out. My book came out three-ish weeks ago. Uh, Four, three. My book came out three weeks ago Um, lots of people have been reading it. Lots of people have been sharing with their friends. I'm seeing it on social media. It's really, really exciting. Um, it's been very stressful in some ways. It's been very exciting in some ways. It's selling pretty well and I hope that it continues to. And so if you haven't bought it and read it, um, you can now. It's time. It's not even pre-order time anymore. You can literally read it today um, or listen to it today. It's out in the UK, in Ireland, Australia, US, Canada, and in all of those places you can get the hardcover or the audiobook or the ebook. And some people have been reaching out to me saying they can't find or they can't access like it won't let them buy it and normally that's just because you're doing it on a phone and you have to do it on a computer I don't really know what the rules are it's going to be different depending on the platform depending on your phone depending on what app you're using I, I just don't know but they are available so if you're having trouble finding it it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist it's just you might need to look in a slightly different way um but yeah I, it, it's really exciting and I think I'm going to be spending some time on this episode sort of talking about it a little bit and answering some frequently asked questions but for the most part what I'd like to do today is just kind of get back into the groove of answering Patreon questions Um, because it's been a little while and I've sort of been neglecting it and I've um, I would like to catch up and also the other reason that I have not put out a new uh, episode is because I usually have them tied to and in conjunction with a new blog post. My old computer, uh, the keyboard was broken and I ordered a new computer and it took forever to get here. So I was in this weird holding pattern where I had all these things I wanted to write about and I couldn't, I really genuinely couldn't unless I bought another external keyboard and got, and I just didn't want to do that. I just wanted to wait for my new computer to come and it came and let me tell you, uh, had a little traumatic first day because I finally had this new very, very expensive computer. I bought like the, you know, the most tricked out version with the most storage and all of this thinking that it would be, you know, the best machine and it was overheating on the first day. So I've had a genius bar appointment that I've been moving cause I haven't really been able to sit down and use my computer to see what's up. Um, anyway, that's really not the point. The point is I still have not gotten around to writing anything new. 
So this episode is not going to be a usual, normal episode. I'm going to be answering questions. I'm going to be talking just a little bit about the book. Not too much, but, you know, forgive me for really wanting you to buy and read the book if you haven't. I know some of you who are listening have, and I love you for it, and I hope that you enjoyed the book, and I hope that it was really supportive and answered lots of questions. Um, But... If you haven't, just know it's very comprehensive. It's like super duper comprehensive in a way that I'm really relieved to hear that people feel that way. A lot of people have uh, in reviews on Amazon and on Instagram too have said that they have been reading my blog and listening to my podcast for a really long time. And so they knew they wanted to read the book but didn't necessarily think they were going to get anything new out of it and that they did, which is really exciting. So... There, the the book is not just the book version of everything you've ever heard here. It's it's very comprehensive start to finish, and I answer. I mean, I worked on it for so long. I worked on it for for three years, and then four years before that, I was writing about it and sort of doing my my you know research and writing and uh, to even prep me for thinking that I could write a book in the first place. So it's very comprehensive. It it really is like a book version of a lot of the programs I've done. It really goes into the emotional and mental piece and, and gives lots of tools there. So it really, I really wanted it to be something that could potentially, depending on how much support someone needs, could potentially stand alone, could potentially, you know, make a big difference all on its own. I didn't want it to just be like a, like a, here is an idea. Now, if you want to go deeper, pay me hundreds of dollars. Now, with that being said, I'm definitely still going to be offering a live guided course where you can happily, I mean, I will happily have you pay me hundreds of dollars. (laughs) But the thing that makes me feel really good is that I do believe that the book stands alone and really does offer a pretty comprehensive um, curriculum? Is that the right word? It's like a curriculum um, in a book. So that's that. Let's move on to Patreon for the time being and we'll move back to talking about my book. I'm sure of it. I'm so sure of it. Also guys, go to uh, Amazon. Uh, if you are curious to hear what other people think and you're on the fence, People are saying some really great things. Someone also said that this book sucks, so don't listen to them. Uh, Or you can if you want. And then someone also said that they're glad that they read it and that they loved it and they gave it a fucking four-star review because they didn't, it didn't include something that they wanted, which isn't fair. Not everything can be everything, you know? Okay. But most people are giving amazing, amazing, like 70, uh, 75-star glowing reviews, and I'm thrilled, and they make me cry, and they're beautiful, and I hope they help communicate to people who are on the fence and don't know if it's for them. The other thing is that if you don't know this already, you can download the beginning of my book and read it for free from my site, and that should also help you know. Okay, let's go to Patreon, and let's answer some fucking questions, and I'm going to go backwards with these questions because... As usual, I don't remember what I've answered and what I haven't answered, and so this way I can just start and then figure it out as I go. And I'm so sorry that this stupid washing machine is so loud. Okay, 
Christina says, hi, Carolyn. I just came across your podcast and the fuck it diet book this past week. I feel like I've been doing the fuck it diet for the last four to five years of my life. I've struggled with an eating disorder since high school and I decided several years ago to let it all go. I joined a lot of body positive and fat acceptance forums and gave myself permission to eat. The problem is here that I am blank pounds heavier than I was five years ago. When I stopped the disordered eating cycle five years ago, I weighed blank and now I'm around blank. A few months ago, I decided enough is enough. I can't keep gaining weight, so I restricted to blank calories a day and started walking three miles every day. And, oh, I just lost my place. I just lost my place. Uh, Within two months, I had lost blank pounds. Then it sank in that I was beginning to creep back to my disordered eating. So I caught myself, stopped restricting calories, kept walking, and then gained it all back. So my question is, if I give myself permission to eat, will I just keep gaining weight for the rest of my life? The answer is no. Well, I have to accept that to eat normally, I will have to be blank pounds. I don't want to go back to my disordered eating, but I fear that the 20 plus years of restricting has put my body in a position where I cannot lose weight or even stabilize my weight without some kind of restriction or calories. Any advice or help would be greatly appreciated. Um, so I'm sure there are lots of people who are scared about this or curious about this. And the answer is the way that we are wired, honestly, is not to just go up and up and up and up. Oh, damn, my phone's on. Up and up and up and up and up and up for the rest of our lives because we do have weight set ranges and those weight set ranges can be higher than they were before after years and years and years of restricting. Also, sometimes after years of restricting, we need to be like at the top of that range for a while in order to repair, in order to, um, you know, for the body to, re- you know, it is reframing. And I know that it's so much easier said than done. Like if we lived, if we like did, if we didn't live in this society that is so <sighs> confused and misguided and cruel around weight, and so if there weren't, if there wasn't so much fear mongering, and there wasn't so much meaning around weight, and it wasn't so tied to feelings of worth and feelings of beauty, this would be easier. I would be able to say, look, just reframe weight. Weight is, you know, a protective thing. There's a reason why this happens after trying to heal your body after under eating for so long. There's a reason. Ooh, Molly, Jesus. By the way, guys, it's Molly's first birthday, so she's allowed to be as loud as she wants as she moves from the couch to the door on her special birthday nap. Um, so yeah, what I'm trying to say is the easy, simple answer that an alien would give, you know, not living on planet earth and in our society and understanding how loaded our relationship to weight is. We think the weight is this horrible thing, but really it's a very protective thing. And there's a reason why our weight set range goes up, you know, can go up after years of restricting but the way we are wired is not to just go up and 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 up for the rest of our lives until we can't get out of bed that's not the trajectory for 99.99999 percent of people recovering from chronic dieting or chronic under eating now People say, but there are people who are stuck in bed and all they do is eat and they become X amount of pounds. And the answer is, yeah, but people, lots of people have lots of different health problems that can cause horrible 
things that affect their lives in dramatic ways. But that's not the like the the thing and the reframe is that food is not the cause of that health problem. And that's what we assume. We're like, as long as I control my food, I will never have that health problem. And that's just not the way it works. So basically what I'm trying to say is there is a weight set range and you can trust that. And even though you sound uncomfortable in where you are right now, which I totally understand and that's its whole own thing, um, the deeper fear is that it's just going to continue to spiral more and more out of control. And I'm going to guess and assure you that that's not how it works. And you can just focus on being with your body where it needs to be as a person who lets yourself eat and move and live. And though there are many difficult things that come along with that, the deep underlying fear that things are going to continue to spin more and more and more out of control is not, um, it's not going to happen. Even though sometimes it feels that way in the beginning when we're letting ourselves eat and when we're getting used to being in a different body. Okay. I hope that's helpful. Um, Audie asked or said, hi, Caroline, I've just discovered you and your work and I think you're amazing. (gasps) Thank you. Thank you. I'm trying to implement the fuck it diet, but quite frankly, find it terrifying. You're not alone. And my anxiety around food and weight has actually increased. I feel like I'm thinking about food all the time, even though I'm letting myself eat whatever I want and I'm not hungry, not hungry, nor do I feel restricted. Um, I'm going to say that if you're terrified, that translates to feeling restricted because there's a cascade of beliefs and emotions and um, fears about future restriction and is this really going to work and that kind of circle back as a subconscious restriction and guilt. So even though you don't feel physically restricted, there's all of this emotional and mental stuff going on that is still making your body and mind and heart feel restricted. I'm going to continue reading. Uh, Where was I? Where was I? Where was I? I find it really difficult because I felt driven to eat even though I'm not hungry just because I'm now allowed to. I've eaten in these moments, but it feels confusing and I feel guilty afterwards. So I guess my question is, how do I stop obsessing over food and my body? Stop thinking about it all the time now that I'm allowed it. I almost feel like I'm kind of binging more now than I was when I was being restricted because I'm allowed to and the fuck a diet is all I can think about. I almost feel like I'm thinking about food more now. Help. Okay, so this is going to be an annoying thing that I start saying to people, but I can and I don't feel bad about it because it's less than $20. Read my book. I talk a lot about the mental and emotional side of restriction. First of all, if you've just started, and it sounds like you've just started, it's really normal to A, be hungry all the time, and B, want to eat even when you're not hungry because it's sort of like it's sort of like testing the boundaries of if you're really truly allowed to eat all of the time and you almost have to prove to yourself that you are. And I do talk about this in the book a lot too. But you say you're not restricted because you're not physically restricting food anymore, but all of the guilt and fear and mental restriction around what you are eating is a form of restriction. And so there's even more mental and emotional allowing that has to happen. And I really think that reading the book 
will help because you'll read from other people who have experienced the same thing. And you'll find that what you're experiencing right now is not unusual or uncommon. It's not a sign that you're the one person this isn't going to work for. It's not a sign that, um, that something is horribly wrong with you. It's actually a pretty normal part of the beginning, the beginning of this process. And of course it feels really scary, but then that kind of panic can keep you in a estate like this so reading more about it and sort of how to move through the emotional and mental pieces of this journey I think will be really supportive of you and and I definitely don't think anything is broken or any horrible thing is going to happen and I think that what you're experiencing is a really normal experience and a normal amount of panic that a lot of people who are feel out of control with food experience I mean it's freaking scary and there's a reason why I've been talking about this for so long and that people have so much pain around it it's because it's really it gets really 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 tangled the whole thing gets really really messy and and I I hope that my book uh helps to kind of untangle it a little bit so if you haven't read it I didn't hear you say that you'd read it uh I think that it'll help and if you have read it and you're still asking this look at the the mental Uh, the emotional and mental pieces of the journey and that's the second half of the book and I think that'll help you a lot okay Brooke says I feel so productive she said hi Caroline I just started reading the fuck a diet this past week and it's already changing my life I had no idea that diet culture was so twisted I'm so glad I found your book when I did Woohoo! After being on a what I didn't realize was very restrictive diet for the past nine months, I realized that my fixation and obsession around food and losing weight became so extreme that it distracted me at work. Yes, I experienced that too. Oh, I experienced that too. I struggled with brain fog and staying concentrated for months, and I never thought anything of it. Today, about two weeks into the fuck it diet, I realized at the end of my workday that I didn't once think about food. Oh, that's so exciting. That makes me so happy. This is a total victory for me. Not only did I not think about food, it allowed me to feel super productive, have a super productive workday. I felt like I just, I felt like I just keep checking more and more off my to-do list. That is excellent that's excellent I'm really really happy to hear that and you're not the first person that I've heard it from and honestly I experienced the exact same thing dieting is a distraction but also being hungry is a fucking distraction it you can't you can't focus on anything and the hilarious thing and I say this in the book too is uh you can't be mindful if you are not fed it's really hard We're meant to be fixated on food when we don't eat enough. Okay, moving on. Elle says, or Ella says, oh my God. Oh, so she asked, oh, okay. I just realized that I have reached the questions that have kind of been around for a while that I actually answered manually because I took a little break between answering questions. I took a little break between actually recording podcast episodes for a million reasons that I already explained. So I'm going to read these and I'm going to read the answers that I gave so you guys can benefit from them. So Ella said, hi, Caroline, I pre-ordered your book, uh, but unfortunately missed the live call. So I offered a pre-order bonus to people who pre-ordered and I gave a live Q&A call. 
So she's saying she missed the live call a few weeks ago and she has a question that I she hopes I'm able to answer. Da, da, da. I'm about six months into intuitive eating and I have an issue with food hoarding. Basically, whenever I see a food that was once forbidden, which is nearly everything, I feel compelled to buy it in case I want it later. I try to check in with my body, but it still does not have a strong response to food cravings and it's usually indifferent to what I eat. If I resist buying the item, I feel panic and my brain says, see, I knew there were limitations. If I buy it, I binge on it and won't stop eating until it is gone or totally forget about it and the food rots in my cupboard. It's gotten to the point where I'm buying tons of food and dragging it around with me all day. For example, I currently have a grocery bag with me to work that has salad, chips, guacamole, chocolate, bananas, apples, nuts, various candy, soup. Is this a normal phase of overcoming restriction or something else? Thank you so much for your time, Elizabeth. And I said, hi, Elizabeth. Uh, 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 uh. I said, I realize I didn't get to this on my latest podcast episode, so I'm going to answer it here. It is normal, and I know that it feels extreme, but it's genuinely survival response, and it takes everybody a different amount of time to feel calm and at peace and trusting that food won't get taken away again. The more you can trust and be kind to yourself that you, uh, that you want to make sure you have food, what? Want to make sure you have whatever food you want around, the sooner your body and mind will be able to calm down about it. So yes, it's annoying, but it's a very, you know, it's an extreme response to feeling like you don't have enough food. So going in the opposite direction and really, really helping your body understand that you will always be allowed to have food is going to help. And it might take another six months, but it will shift. Okay, another question. I'm new to this community, so forgive me if this has already been asked. I recently realized I have a fairly severe dairy allergy. Taking it out of my diet has made me feel so much better, but recently I've realized that some restricting habits are starting again, or I'll just avoid eating because it's easier than trying to find something that's dairy-free. I'm trying to meal prep more so I don't miss meals, but that's making me making restricting easier. Can you offer any guidance on the fuck it diet on fuck it dieting with food allergies. Vegan chocolate is just not a Snickers bar. Um, so I said, I'm so sorry you have a severe dairy allergy. I know that can make this process more frustrating and confusing. The first thing I'd say is be thankful that your body's speaking up. I know that seems counterintuitive, but your body is speaking to you and you are doing a great job of trying to listen as well as trying to heal your relationship to food. The most important thing to do when you have a food allergy is to begin looking at trying to navigate the world around your allergy as self-care and that prioritizing feeding yourself and feeding yourself actual calories is also self-care. For people who truly have to avoid certain ingredients, the fuck a diet becomes about making sure they are away from calorie restriction or a fear of calories or a fear of being full as well as healing their relationship to weight. Meaning if you find yourself avoiding food instead of having the secret thought of, yes, maybe this is good that I'm eating less, less, get used to going a step further and telling yourself, actually, no, this isn't. I need to be feeding myself amply. The thing about food intolerances is with a mindset that isn't disordered around calories and weight, it can actually be a great practice in making sure you're prioritizing feeding yourself enough and amply. I know that it is frustrating to have to navigate ingredients if all you want to do is not think about food. 
But you can also remember that it's okay if you don't do it 100% perfectly. It's okay if some dairy slips in. It's okay to feel not so great occasionally. You will pick back up and keep feeding yourself and adjust and recover. Make sure, unless it's like legitimately an anaphylactic life or death situation, it's okay to not do this perfectly and to not feel wonderful sometimes. Make sure you're prioritizing feeding yourself enough and letting yourself gain weight if that's what your body needs or ever needs. And if you're doing that, you are still doing the fuck it diet. And I hope that this is helpful. (sighs) So my friends, let's move on to talking about my fucking book. I'm going to go to thefuckadiet.com slash book. And I'm going to read you what it fucking says. It says dieting backfires. Our bodies are actually hardwired against dieting. And so this book, The Fuck a Diet, is a call to arms for anyone who feels guilt or pain over food, weight, or their body. You can read the beginning by clicking on the button. And Christiane Northrup who's a New York Times bestselling author and an MD and the author of Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom, said, The Fuckatite is not only hilarious, it is scientifically and medically sound. A must-read for any chronic dieter. Thank you, Christiane. Um, Then I have all these links for all these countries. And then I actually have this really, really cool um, animated book trailer that I won, which is really cool. And it, it's just, I hope that some people who have no idea about the fuck a diet watch it and understand who it's for, that it's for chronic dieters. And you can check it out by going to thefuckadiet.com slash book too. But, you know, you don't need to. It's not like imperative. It's just kind of cute and cool. So then I have a frequently asked questions about the book. Now, you guys who are listening, most of you probably read the book. Um, But I'm still going to answer this anyway for those of you who haven't. If you've read the book, you'll probably be bored by the rest of this episode. So you can just tune in next month when I actually start writing new things again. So frequently asked questions. Who is this book for? It's for chronic dieters. It's for bingers. It's for people who feel out of control with food. People who are struggling with intuitive eating. And people who feel like they're in a quasi-recovery from an eating disorder. And what that means is someone who's been through treatment, who is now out of the extreme kind of dire situation of an extreme eating disorder, but still feels like they're kind of struggling um, with truly eating normally. You can also read the beginning of the book where there's a whole expanded section called who this book is for. Next question. I'm confused. Is this a diet book? Which honestly, a lot of people have been asking. They've been like, I don't know if I want to read this because I'm really over diets. Is this going to be like every other pseudo not diet? This is not a diet. This is a lifestyle book. Fuck no. The title includes the word diet, but it is not a diet book. Really, it's not a it's not a diet. It's a lifestyle book either. Uh, there I go saying what I already wrote before I read what I wrote. It's an anti-diet book. It's a fuck diets and the damage they do book. This book will not tell you what to eat or how much to eat and will not encourage you to lose weight, but it will give you lots to sink your teeth into, literally and figuratively. So what is the book actually about? The book goes into lots of detail about why diets don't work, even if they seem to at first, why you feel so out of control with food, why intentional weight loss can actually end up harming our health, the opposite of what we're all told, 
and diet culture and the $60 billion business businesses. Yeah, businesses who prey on your insecurities and sell you a fantasy that is proven to backfire long-term, etc. And then what to do instead, how to get out of the cycle and straightforward tools to help you begin. You can read the full table of contents by downloading the beginning of the book. Does this book teach intuitive eating? Yes and no. It teaches you to get to a place where eating is easy and intuitive. After trying to listen to my body, in quotes, obsessively for years, fuck it was the thing that finally helped me get to that intuitive place. Hence, this entire book. Is this book appropriate for people suffering from an active restrictive eating disorder? No. I mean, yes, this book can be a great supplement for anyone with an eating disorder, but anyone with an eating disorder should also be seeking medical attention. Call 1-800-931-2237 or visit Nita online. And Nita online is, let me click it because I don't actually know, nationaleatingdisorders.org. Where was I? What countries is it available in? (laughs) I already said this, but it's currently available in the U.S., Canada, U.K., Ireland, Australia, New Zealand, and many other countries can order the U.S. or U.K. version and get it shipped to their country. That's true. Later this year, it's coming out in Italian, Portuguese, Spanish, French, and German. And it is uh, uh, it is currently available for pre-order in German and Italian. So guys, you know... I think that's all for today because first of all, it's been a half an hour, which is pretty good, pretty legit. Um, and also I'm just sort of getting my bearings and, oh, the other thing is that I am going to be running a fuck it diet book club pretty soon. Now that I have a computer and I can type and I can get my shit together, um, I'm really excited. Oh, wait, I want to tell you. Okay, so I'm going to be running a fuck a diet book club and actually let's go through what that's going to be. So it's going to be starting maybe in May and I will be shouting from the rooftops about it very soon again when I fully get my act together. But there's going to be, I just want to read a little bit about it. So I'm going to be including lots of essays from my biggest, longest manuscript that were cut out for um, for clarity and cut for kind of length because my book was too long. Uh, but I have like a whole, I have a whole folder in my notes of all of these essays that were cut from the book. And one of them is called more cultural BS and the fear of the feminine, which I'm very excited about. One is uh about the scale because I don't ever really tell people to throw out the scale well I do I do but I don't have a section on it Uh, I just have an exercise about it I have one called a weight neutral world I have one called start with yourself I have something called culturally acceptable prejudice I have one called the media's role and one called we learn beauty so those are all actual supplement um supplement essays like actual chunks of the book that were cut out that's going to be added to the book club i have lots of extra writing exercises that were cut from the book uh that are going to be part of the book club as well 
and I'm going to be having live calls. It's going to be eight weeks long. I'm going to be having live calls. There's going to be a community that really part of me getting my act together is figuring out whether it's going to be on Facebook or whether I'm going to try to break the wheel, so to speak, Game of Thrones speak, and um, put it on a new platform. Oh, I just don't know. I really have to figure that out. That's like really one of the big things, logistical things that I have to figure out, and, and I, I need to figure it out soon. Uh, but I'm definitely what I want and what I don't feel that Patreon really has. And I don't know if that's just because of the way that it's set up or if it's because not that many people are on there. I there are like 70 people who, you know, are currently paying to ask questions, but it's also, I'm, I'm very lackadaisical about the whole Patreon situation. Like it doesn't necessarily feel like a sustainable and like rich environment. You know, it's a nice opportunity for people to, to ask questions for this podcast, but I'm just not really sure what that's going to look like ongoing. So I have considered having Patreon be the actual community for the book club, but I am also considering other platforms like Mighty Networks and um, I'm figuring that out. But I'm definitely wanting a community where people can genuinely discuss with each other and kind of be supportive and have it be kind of an ongoing perk of, of the book club is that there's a community that extends far beyond when the actual book club is over. So, and I'm calling it a book club, which I I don't love. I mean, I, I was resistant to calling it that in the beginning because I was like, well, that sounds like a free thing that somebody else should be able to do. And it is a free thing that somebody else should be able to do. You can start your own fuck a die book club um, as long as it's very clear that it's unofficial and not affiliated with me or any of my programs and is unpaid. But I wanted to be able to offer a program that uses the book as a textbook and then offers supplemental material. And I feel like calling it a book club or a book course, I guess, is clear that like we're going to dive deeper into this book, but it's not going to be a totally separate curriculum. It's really going to be using the book and then, and then getting lots of extra support. Uh, that, that, uh, and also like, you know, I'm going to be doing like audio versions of the breathe and feel and audio versions of the tools. And I'm just going to try to be as supportive as possible for people who have read the book and want to go deeper or who have kind of been putting off reading and implementing the book and want the accountability to go through it in a structured way um, over eight weeks. So that's going to be happening soon. I really want it. I really want to get my act together soon. But part of getting my act together is like figuring out very logistically where I want to host it and that's what I'm figuring out and I will let you know very soon when I do the other thing is if you've read the book please go uh get the resources because I am offering things to people who've read the book um that will be supportive of your experience reading the book. Now, if you go to the fuckadiet.com slash resources and you sign up, if you haven't bought the book, you're going to get things that feel, uh, they're not meant for people who haven't read the book. Like they really are supplemental to the whole experience of the book. So, I mean, you can do it, but you're going to get an annoying amount of emails that are referring to you as if you've read the book and you won't fully get the full experience. So guys, the book is like $20 or less. Just read it. It'll help. I, I really think it'll help. It's not that people won't have questions and, and you know, want to 
go deeper after the book, but it really is my most comprehensive way of explaining why the fuck a diet, how the fuck a diet. And, um, I'm really thrilled that people are enjoying it. I mean, I was, I, I had been working on it so long that at a certain point I was like, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know what I think anymore. I've been staring at this too long. It's like when you stare at a word too long and it looks like a weird word and you're like, what is happening? That's how I felt about the book. I was like, I don't even know if this is too niche, if I just don't know, but people are loving it and it makes me want to cry. And I, I'm like so happy that it exists because I really feel like it's, it's like, it's the perfect first or second thing for people who, who find me and find my website. And before people could read my entire blog and listen to my entire podcast, but this is the, a really cheap way to go like, a couple steps further and and really kind of get a course in a book so I'm excited and I know I'm annoying about the book but I really hope that you enjoy it and I I am excited to figure out the best way to to do really awesome work with you guys like I really want to create exciting things that the people who created the trailer for the book just contacted me and they were talking about how they actually create apps for uh for different people and so that's that was just yesterday but just kind of this exciting possibility that that I could make an app (laughs) or I wouldn't make the app but it would be a fuck a diet app and it would I don't know exactly what it would be but it would be like this handy little way to get little reminders to to do your writing exercises and to check in with how your body feels and to eat and to uh, sleep and to lie down and to do all the things and have a really easy way to maybe connect with this experience in a, in a super modern way. Um, so there's fun stuff to come. The book is not the end, but the book is pretty comprehensive. Again, I know I keep saying that word, but it's true. And I'm going to leave now because it's a beautiful Friday and it's my dog's birthday (laughs) and she doesn't even know that she's one. And, um, I'm really thankful for all of you. I, I want to say that I, I'm a little cloudy right now and like what I'm supposed to be doing. I know that that sounds weird, but I just know that I want to be running workshops and group programs. I want to write a second book. I want to create the interactive and supportive way to go deeper with the work, you know, for the people who've read the book and they're like, okay, I want, I want another way to kind of apply this. That's, that's the point of the book club. That would be the point of, uh, an app, you know, it's all about engaging with this in a deeper way. And I'm really excited to share what will be upcoming but for now I really hope you read the book and I really hope you like it so go to thefuckadiet.com slash book and don't be mad at me for talking about the book I love you all very much goodbye